Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Icy Old People podcast. Today is July 13th, 2021. My 13th month of sobriety, continuous sobriety. A very exciting time for me personally. Not a really exciting time for the world. This will probably be my last podcast. I was going to not even do this one today, and I thought that's not really fair to the people who have listened to me. I've done uh, 60 episodes in the last year and three quarters since I started the podcast on November 23rd of 2019, and that was to mark my 60th birthday. Well, I'm approaching my 61st, uh, second birthday soon in a couple of months. You know, I started the Icy Old People podcast for a very good reason. I wanted to celebrate the greatest generation. I wanted to talk to 80 plus year old veterans, 80 plus year old um, women, uh, men, uh, builders, leaders, community supporters. Uh, I wanted their stories. I wanted to share them with you. Of course, in March 2020, that all came to a crashing close. Uh, I'm in beautiful Storage Closet Studios here, and Storage Closet Studios doesn't have enough room for plexiglass dividers and uh, um, six feet distancing, so I haven't had an interview in this room since uh, 2020, 2020, since uh, March of 2020. You know, I kind of shifted the idea of the podcast around and kind of followed me on my, a little bit of my journey, uh, uh, my, my quest to get rid of one of my addictions, and that was alcohol, was to try to uh, get rid of my alcohol addiction, and one day at a time, and by the grace of God, I'm here at 13 months today. I've also tried numerous times before, and I shared with you when I failed and when I relapsed. I relapsed back at the beginning of the uh, of the age of madness back in March of 2020. And, you know, it, it's, been, it's been tough to kind of come up with topics uh it really hasn't well of course we haven't had the interviews and there hasn't really been any life events and i'm sure you're all getting pretty bored about uh, listening to me whine it's just to the point where i've seen i've seen my country and my province change to such a great degree to the freedom that we just enjoyed two short years ago to really be anything and do anything, to be anything we wanted in the world, to to say anything and to feel that we had the freedom of free thought and free choice, freedom of movement, freedom of travel. Two years ago, I could have traveled anywhere in the world. I have a Canadian passport welcomed in every country of the world, and that's all gone. But what I'm seeing even more with our personal freedoms is the division that is going on within our country and how we are being pitted one against the other to the point where civil unrest is inevitable. I do believe that there is going to be another lockdown, a fourth lockdown. Uh, I am strongly opposed to lockdowns. I feel that they are uh, cause immense harm to individuals, to business, to the economy, uh, to our, our culture, to our religious experiences to our communities. Uh, I'm clear about that, but the lockdown seems to be the favored route of the government, and they are already putting out feelers or trial balloons, or maybe they're just they're just mentioning enough times so that when the fourth wave lockdown comes, 
and I predicted will come in August or September, uh, that lockdown, it could actually be permanent. So I, I'm, I'm not very hopeful on what's going on. My other addictions have really crept up as well. Um, I've started to be craving food a lot, and I've... Uh, uh, oh, you know, it's crazy. I, I'll tell you, I gave up all of social media because of my addic addictive nature. I, I couldn't go minutes without checking social media. I was on Facebook, and I was on Twitter, and then I had just joined Instagram and Reddit when I, fe when I felt that I had... I, it was too much. I, it was out of control. I was I was constantly checking to see if anyone made a comments, how many people liked my posts, how much karma I had on Reddit. It was just an insanity. And then just last week, I found myself doing the exact same thing with the Podbeam stats. Uh, you know, I don't have a lot of listeners. You guys are, are, are a few listeners that have been loyal to me. And, you know, again, I got to thank my listeners that are loyal. They're in Kansas, from Idaho, from Arizona, from, Flor um, from France. You guys just keep coming back. And, you know, I'm going to miss speaking with you. I'm going to miss talking to you. But I was checking my stats three times a day to see if someone else had downloaded the last episode. And that's ridiculous. I go days without another download. I'll go four or five days without a download. I don't have, because I don't advertise my podcast on social media constantly, and I'm not promoting it constantly, I, I don't grow. So I have this base here. And, you know, what am I looking for? So three times a day, three times a day, four times a day, every time I turn on my computer, I'm checking my Podbeam stats just to see them exactly the same. So that's just a setup for failure too. So, so I become addictive to this little product here as well, whereas I just need, to, and, and I never get any feedback. Like you guys never send me a note or, or like an episode or say anything about it. So I just, you know, I'm just talking out into the world and I know you're listening because you guys come back every month and you used to come back every week. And I do really, really appreciate that. But I just feel right now I, I'm on borrowed time uh, mentally from a psychological point of view. I, 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 I'm completely immersed in, in this uh, tyranny that's going on. Um, it's, it's got me angry. It's got me upset. And, you know, my other thing is the mask mandate. Absolutely no scientific evidence. Nothing, nothing to, to tell us that we should be wearing these masks. And yet people and corporations and companies and public health departments are pushing this mask mandate to the point in Ontario it's it's the law I mean you literally will not be served food in in a grocery store if you don't have a mask on you will not be given your groceries you will not be able to go and pay for them you will not be able to go into the bank you will not be able to do anything without putting a mask on then the mask is just the beginning I know what's coming after the mask but let's just stay on the mask for a minute. You know, there has been no public health order, none in Canada or in Ontario that told people that they should be wearing their masks outside. Never once was that said by the government, by the CDC, by the Canadian government, by the American government. I think Italy had a, had a mandate like that like eight months ago. 
But yet, here in Ontario, people are wearing masks, walking around in Port Dover and in Turkey Point, along the streets of, of Norfolk County, and wearing masks. And you know the saddest thing? I, I, the saddest thing is the children. I have never seen in the last month so many children ma masked up. I mean, and we're talking about two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, all the way up, teenagers. It seems like this population that has absolutely no, no risk of any type of complication from this age of madness, madness, are being, are being psychologically tortured wearing these masks. Little children. I mean, you're taking your family to the beach, for God's sakes. You're taking your family to the beach and you're wrapping them up in masks so they cannot breathe properly. What are you afraid of? You can see the anger in my voice. It's frustrating. And really, it's the only two issues that I even feel safe talking about is the lockdowns and the masks. Because I do believe that sanity will prevail and lockdowns and masks will, will end. But it's the other stuff that will never end. This loss of, of, of personal sovereignty over our bodies, this attack on us with a uh, medical experiment, and the number of uh, censoring bodies that are out there make, controlling the information. I was having a conversation last week with my son and he is he was rereading the book 1984 and he mentioned one part of the book that struck him as really interesting and the reason it struck him as interesting was because it was about writing letters in 1984 now the book was written in 1950 and letters were the main way people communicated with each other so in 1950 it was just to have been assumed by Adolf Huxley that um it would just be assumed that people still wrote letters, you know, in 1984. Well, we know we don't really write letters anymore. We write texts and tweets and, and we use uh, icons and, and, and emojis and all kinds of short forms. And letters in the long form of a written letter just really don't exist much. But in this particular passage, what they're talking about is because they don't want people in, in this uh, dystopic land of 1984, they don't want people to think for themselves. So when you, want, when you want to write a letter, you're given all of the talking points that you can put in the letter. And what you do is then you look through those talking points in the letter and you just cross out the ones that don't apply to you. So you never have to think. The thoughts are already put there for you. So you never have to think. You can write the letter, whatever it is. Oh, I'm having fun here in Oceania. Uh, and it's great. The government is taking good care of me. All of these thoughts that you could put in your letter have already been pre-approved by the government. That's in 1984, the book. So and here we are in 2021, the real reality of our world. And we have groups like Google, Facebook, um, Twitter, YouTube, censoring everything that doesn't follow the exact narrative that they want you to um, that they want you to believe in and they want you to act on so if you are outside of that narrative you are deplatformed and you are immediately removed so I feel that I'm at this point now in my podcast I have everything to lose 
and nothing to gain because everything that is said by me in the past today in the future will and can and will be used against me because i do feel that this world is not moving away from dystopia we are moving further into dystopia our world is collapsing right now and there will be a lot of civil unrest there'll be a lot of people who will be used as scapegoats there will be a lot of people who will be persecuted and i guess i just don't want to be one of those people and i don't want my family to be persecuted i feel that i've been self-censoring myself for many months now and i feel the best course of action for me is just to stop talking uh, and I think I'm not alone. I think voices are being silenced all over and uh, it's becoming dangerous. We are not in a soft martial law anymore. We are in a true full martial law. The entire power of the state of, of the province of Ontario can be brought against you if you do not follow the rules that have been presented by the government. In Ontario, uh, we are definitely part of the crown, the crown jewels of this whole operation. I think there are, are five countries that are really the targets of all of this and that have been suffering with the worst lockdowns and the worst loss of personal freedoms. And that is uh, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and the United States. But the United States is a is a big country with a lot of uh, independent states within it. So there's, there's a lot of states that have followed in the narrative, and there are a lot of states that have not. So the United States is definitely a prize, but it is, uh, it's a tough one to catch. And uh, thank God for that. I think the United States is at the, the weakest point ever in its, in its history. So it is vulnerable. Uh, Canada needs the United States. We need you. We need you to protect, protect us. We can't do it alone. We've already been infiltrated and, and, and basically taken over by the UN, uh, by the health, the various health departments. Even our premier, our premier, our duly elected premier of Ontario defers to the non-elected medical officer of health with every move he makes. He will say it outright. I will do nothing without the permission of my medical officer of health. Do you think I'm crazy? He used the term, they'd hang me if I didn't listen to my medical officer of health. He was joking, of course. He was talking about being put out to dry, like hung out on the clothesline kind of thing. They would persecute him because he has to defer to this medical officer of health. So really, who runs our country? Our country right now, I believe, is being, being run by the Public Medical Officer of Health for Canada. And uh, all everyone is just deferring to them. And of course, where are they getting their orders from? And, and you know, see, it just goes on and on and on. And as I start to open up this whole can of worms here, all I do is make myself more and more vulnerable to persecution. So it's a terrible, terrible decision that I've had to make here. I, you know, I... I might be back in another format in a few months, in a couple of years. I, I might have to 
broadcast some emergency broadcasts out, out to the world. I don't know. But the way this is working right now, it really isn't beneficial. I'm not really giving you the information that you probably are looking for. And I'm afraid to mention so many parts of this narrative because it will be it will ultimately come back to haunt me. So I'm just tiptoeing around another episode, tiptoeing around, and it's just no fun. You know, I've been pretty successful in giving up the booze, and I think maybe now I, I have to give up uh, I have to give up this avenue as well. I, I, I started out with such with such great g- dreams for this for this podcast. It was really going to mean something so that future generations could understand what, what the men and women of the greatest generation did for us to give us the freedoms that we had, the freedoms that we had two years ago. Those freedoms are disappearing now rapidly, and I'm just afraid that uh, the direction of it is, is, is not positive for me to continue on with this format. So I'm self-censoring myself just for my own personal safety and the safety of my family. I do appreciate everybody who's spent time with me over the last uh, year and three quarters. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. I've enjoyed it so, so much. And I really got a lot out of it. And I hope that you got something out of it as well. I shared maybe some details about my life that were quite intimate. I appreciate that uh, that somebody was there to to help me guide my guide me through the emotions when I was sharing those. I know you you saw me in some terrible times. You saw me after some a, a surgery that had gone quite bad. You saw me go through a um, MERS infection where they had to debride a whole section of my calf. You saw me get my first tattoo. Now I have three now. Uh, you saw me go through depression. You saw me when I couldn't even I couldn't even speak without crying on my podcast. So you've seen me go through a lot. And right now I feel pretty strong physically. My weight is good. My health is good. It's just my mental health now. And like so, so many others, you know, that we've been We've been pushed into this world without our consent. We are, we are being told one thing and then the next day it's being changed and the next day it's being changed. And, you know, we all can remember two weeks to flatten the curve. We all remember that line. Two weeks became three, became four, became five, became six, became a year and three quarters. And now we are, are going to go into canceling our second Christmas and canceling our second Thanksgiving and canceling everything that makes the world a nice place, that makes it a fun place to be, that makes it gives satisfaction and fulfillment to people. The people who haven't gone to church for a year and a half now, people who haven't gone to their community group for a year and a half, they haven't gone to their quilting club or their book club. So many people suffering so many people suffering. I, I just don't see where it's going to end. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. So maybe that's when my podcast will return. When I see some kind of light at the end of the tunnel. Some hope. Because right now I don't see any hope. So I know I'm on the verge 
of falling into a depression again. I hope that I don't relapse on alcohol. That one is a one day at a time thing. One day at a time. I'm going to get through today. I promise myself today that I will not drink. Even with all of these issues, with all of this, because this is what pushed me into a relapse before, was this hopelessness. I think I will be back, but I'll be back when there is some hope to share, some joy to share, something to make you smile instead of something to make you sad like I'm sure this podcast has. Stay strong, everybody. Stay strong. Keep your personal sovereignty. You have every right in the world to determine what goes into your body and who puts it there. It is your sovereign right. Keep that right. Keep it close to yourself. Live it every day. If you've listened to the end here, you know you know I love you. And I really appreciate you. I'll be back when I can. God bless you all. Thank you for the time that you've taken over this year and three quarters to listen to this podcast. You really have helped me in so many ways. I hope I helped you in some way as well. I'm going to say goodbye for now. I'll be back when there's some more hope. When there's something we can all look forward to together. Take care.